Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to episode 58 of the No Look Cast podcast presented by WRSPN.com. We want to thank you for tuning in. You could be listening to anything in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. I'm your host, Ray Santos, and I have my co-host with me, Andy Flint. Flint, well, what's good? Oh, I think my man Andy Flint might be on hold here. I'm going to try and get him off hold. Let's see if I can do that. Uh, let's see here. You good? You got me, Andy? I got you. All right. All right. Let's get it popping. I think uh, I put you on hold instead of putting you on the line because I wanted all the limelight here. Uh, Flintmo, what's go- yeah, what, what we got going on here? I mean, I watched the Kings play twice while you were watching TNT. Not you, but the fans. And they won. They won twice. It's like the Matrix. It, it is like the Matrix. And uh, I actually saw Shaq sit today saying Boogie's temperament was getting better. Um, if, if Boogie's temperament is getting better, I don't want to really know what, what worse was. So uh, let's get into it. We have a double feature this week. Uh, so while you guys were watching TNT, we were watching two West Coast teams, and we want to get all you know into that right away. So the first team we watched was the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Andy Flynn, what were your impressions of the T-Wolves while you were watching them? The putrid Minnesota T-Wolves, 11-24 and 24 oh, Minnesota T-Wolves. It, it hurts um, my soul. It does me too. I, you know, I think, Obviously, there is a lot of good to talk about mixed in with the bad. Um, I happened to catch the Atlanta game, the Sacramento game, and the Oklahoma City game. Um, okay. They won one of those games. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it's this is kind of what you expect from a young team who doesn't really have a lot of veteran presence. I mean, if you look at all the guys that are really out there, and by veteran presence, I mean – veterans who are actually on the floor putting in minutes. Uh, we have Levine and we have Towns and we have Wiggins and we have Rubio and you have uh, Gorgie and you have all these pieces that are nice and they're good players. And I think they're all coming along, but there's nobody right. really, I mean, Rubio's your veteran and that's not, I don't know if that really works. I think that'll be the next step for them. Um, you know, cause you do see a lot of good things. Levine had 40 points against the Kings. They lost that game obviously, but I mean, it's good to see these especially the three young centerpieces of Levine and, and Wiggins and uh, Towns. Those three have played right. great. And I think Zach Levine in particular has played better than anybody really thought he was going to at this point in his career. So uh, I do think in a couple of years, this team's going to be super tough. And I, I think that that's kind of like a guarantee. It's like hearing a jail cell door slam in the beginning of a D block song. It's just going to happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I do think that, that they should be a little better right now than they are currently, uh, you know, like second to last in the West, which is just right. not up to snuff. So you mentioned Zach Levine. I think that's the first thing that I noticed about this team, uh, something that I knew already, obviously not from watching them this week, but just by, you know, watching them in general and, and being a fan of the NBA is that Zach Levine is more than a dunker now. Uh, I think that's the one thing we've noticed under Coach Tibbs is that he has really – found something that he likes in Zach Levine. I think Levine leads the league in minutes played, I believe. Tibbs has seen something. I think he sees the defensive potential in him as, you know, the athlete that we've seen as a dunker. He sees that same athleticism that could be make him a good defender. So that was the first thing I, I really noticed about this team is that they love Zach Levine. Um, he takes, uh, I, I want to say, 15 shots a game. So, so they really like to utilize him, and, and he can put it in the bucket. I think just yesterday, even though it's not when we were technically watching them, he scored like 15 in the in the third quarter. So, um, 
you know, he, he can really, he can really put it in the, in the basket. And obviously they, they have faith in him to, to be a, a more complete player. And I think that he's shown that. Uh, the other thing I noticed obviously is coach Tibbs. Uh, we really missed you yelling ice on the, on the, uh, on the sideline and running young kids into the ground. I mean, keep doing what you're doing. It's clear they can handle it. Uh, but you also brought up a point that it was my elephant in the room question, but since you brought it up, I, I, I want to talk about it. Is this team technically overachieving or did we just have high expectations for them? Cause I think like you're saying, it's a combination of both, right? Because they're underachieving because they're terrible. So they're not only bad, they're putrid. Like I think that's the word you use. They're, they're just a bad team. Um, but on the other hand, we kind of, I, you and I, I know I did, and I'm pretty sure you were on the bandwagon with me, kind of had this as a playoff team. And maybe that was un, as unrealistic as them being this bad. Well, yeah, we often like to, to see the extreme good, and obviously Towns was that, and you and I both tend to agree that, like, Wiggins might be the most underrated guy in the league. I still think he might be the most underrated guy in the league, even after the season, but it's because of the amount of wins they have. But, yeah, I think we did. We put way too much pressure. I don't even know what the average age of their starting lineup is, but I can tell you that Ricky Rubio is the oldest player. And, I mean, he was drafted (laughs) the same draft as Steph Curry. So we're not really talking about an old guy here. And, obviously, the other thing is is we're talking about a young guy at the point guard position. You're talking Levine is another guy who handles the ball, also a very young guy. And then who's the next guy? Chris Dunn, who I also like. I think Chris Dunn is one of the best players to watch in a fast break scenario. He steals the ball well too. So he often starts them, but just coming down that court, the whole team is fun to watch on the break, but I I really, that's something I saw from Chris Dunn a lot uh, over these three games that I caught, but uh, going back into Zach Levine a little bit, he is shooting 16 shots a game, seven of which are threes, but I mean, he's making like a a 41% clip from three, which, you know, we'll take, obviously the league average is usually somewhere around like 35. So, Right. I mean, we like, and that's the thing. Everybody thinks of him as a dunker, but now this guy is making a lot of threes. And actually, it's funny to the point where I had a, a coworker who's not a huge basketball fan, but they do pop in and out, and they, they know some of the general conversation. We were talking about Zach Levine, and he was like, that's that kid that kind of looks like uh, uh, Clay Thompson, isn't it? <laughs> and I said, <laughs> uh, not, not too much. They're about the same size. And then he said, he said, that's why he can shoot. And I was like, oh, come on. He's like, Curry, too. And I'm like – I'm like you just you said the you said the light skin theory that the war room sports fellows will always talk about without actually saying right. it because he's a white dude and I think exactly. he, he felt like he would have been racist. But I mean Levine is one of these guys and we see it in the league. Guys can learn to shoot the basketball. And not to say he was a terrible shooter, but we did know him as an athlete and now we're like, man, Levine's, you know, knocking down two threes a game getting the green light on seven from Tibbs, which probably isn't the easiest feat in the world to, to accomplish. So, you know, the good and the bad. But I, I just think that this team really needs to play better defense, and they really need to play a more patient brand of offense. I think a lot of times they, they'll just try to go to the ISO. They like to ISO that little wing area with Wiggins. And they like to start towns at the top of the floor, but they do once in a while slow down and they run these screens, much like you would see a team Golden State run. And then you see Levine and he'll jack up from two feet behind the line. So, you know, I think as it comes together and as these guys mature together and they add some glue pieces, like we always say, the the glue guys, you know, take you to the playoffs. I think that this team will turn the corner. Not only needs blue guys, but they, they need veteran leadership. And I, like you said, the, the elder statesmen on the, 
starting lineup is Ricky Rubio, who is 26 years old. Granted, he's been playing basketball professionally since he was 14, so he's he's like a 12-year veteran, but he's 26. It's like one of those weird things. Uh, but it, it is – I know you said about Andrew Wiggins being underrated. And so the one thing that I – the question that I have, and I think I know your answer, and I, I'm, I'm like 90% sure that I agree with it, but there's like 10% of me that that's, is, is building some doubt. Um, so last year when we watched the Timberwolves, we were our question was, who's the Batman on this team? Is it Cat or is it Wiggins, right? And we, I think we've established that the Batman is Cat. Cat is the best player on this team. Uh, he is the future. He's the guy they're, they're going to build around. So that would slot Wiggins into the Robin role. But the more I see Zach Levine play, are we sure that Andrew Wiggins is the second best player on this team and, and the second best player that they should be building around? Or is, is it Zach Levine? To be fair, when we were watching this week, I mean, I've, I've caught a few other Timberwolves games, as I know you said you did too. This week, right. I, I, or the week before, the week prior, I thought it was Levine. But I, I think for the season, it's Wiggins. And I think Wiggins, honestly, has a complete basketball game already, which is nuts because I see him doing a lot of things. He's working on the post, not just at working to get around his defender to the basket. He shoots shots, fades, turns. He's good at, like, almost everything, but I think sometimes he's a little hesitant, as where Towns isn't. And Levine's not really a hesitant guy, too. I think it's, sometimes it's, it's the drive of these players. And we see Levine has kind of got a little more swag, and he's a little more aggressive, and he shoots three feet behind the three-point line. Wiggins doesn't really do that stuff. Wiggins is kind of a mild guy, so we tend to overlook these mild guys, I think, sometimes. But, I mean, they're quietly putting up uh, almost identical stats. I mean, it's like 21 points right. a game, 21 points a game. Three assists, two and a half assists. Three rebounds, four rebounds. Their PERs are both within like a point of each other. So, you know, I, I do – I think maybe that's that could eventually be a question. Maybe we get a, a situation uh, like OKC had where we have three kind of alpha players and one of them is going right. to have to go. I mean, the money doesn't always work out. So – yeah, that's, that's one of those crazy things. But I do agree that Cat is definitely the best player on this team. Um, it, it's almost crazy. As soon as the NBA, you know, starts to, like, do things and we, we count certain things out, like, let's say, the big man in the league, and then the league all of a sudden just starts to shift right from under you, and boom, before you know it, you have, like, Towns and Cousins and Porzingis and Joel Embiid, all these legitimate big guys who not only have a post game, but they're shooting threes, they're taking jumpers. I mean, Boogie Cousins is 399 pounds, and he is taking guys off the dribble. I, this thing shouldn't happen. Porzingis is pulling up for threes off the dribble. The guy's 7'4". It, it's nuts to me, and I think that this new era of these new big guys who can do old things but have also adjusted to the game so that they can stay on the court and shoot the basketball in this up-tempo offensive game we have, I think it's, it's marvelous to watch. And it's, it's almost like we're evolving away from the Golden State shooting thing into this new shooting thing. And I do believe the Timberwolves are at the forefront of this if they can really keep it going and improve. Yeah, it is kind of ironic that everybody's built around the Warriors, and the one thing that the Warriors don't have is that, like, sharp-shooting five that everybody else seems to have now. Even a guy like Brooke Lopez is shooting threes. So I guess you can say that Kevin Durant is really their five in their death lineup, and he obviously shoots threes. But, uh, you know, they really don't have that, you know, quote-unquote, center that, that shoots threes. I'm glad you brought up Boogie, but I wanted to make a point about uh, Wiggins really quick, and I think you're right about his mild temperament. To me, the one thing I noticed about Wiggins is he needs to see a shot go in before he starts shooting again. He's like one of those guys where it's, it, his first shot is going to, like, 
determine the entire game for him. If his first shot goes down, he just he's feeling it. He he's got that jumper going. It's like he's going to take twenty shots and he's probably going to hit like fifteen of them. But if that first shot doesn't go in, all of a sudden he gets you know he doesn't want to shoot anymore. It's it's a very strange very strange kind of thing for him and it, it, it does go along with his mild temperament but i want to close with the question that we all should be asking you you mentioned boogie would you rather have cat or boogie i need this answered right now because people are saying that this is not a debate and it is very much a debate to me because boogie i think is older for one and cat obviously is has more potential considering that he can still grow in his game so people just dismissing this I think are really incorrect. And I think I know your answer because Boogie is your boy, but tell me, Caterpillar. I'm going to say that right now, I mean, DeMarcus Cousins is still the better player. Point, yeah, no, but no, I know. No, right I'm, I'm going like, to take, I'm going to take, I'm taking Towns. I mean, we're talking five years. We're talking oh, a boy. guy who doesn't seem to have the downfall that Boogie had. I mean, Boogie's 26, Cat's 21. Boogie has a terrible attitude. I mean, I, I like the guy. I mean, he's one of my favorite players to watch. I, the talent is there. But, the, I mean, what Shaq was saying, what you dropped at the beginning of the show, I laugh at that. I mean, I, I haven't seen it. I mean, the only reason <laughs> – the, the only thing that's helping him in the league right now is Russell Westbrook throwing the ball at the referee's head and things like that. I mean, Boogie has got to calm down. He's got to relax because you – you can you can score 29 a game and who cares? I mean his PR is great. He's like 27 a game the PR right now. I just his with the mental state and the the extra five years Towns has, I it, I almost think it's a no brainer to pick Towns. Okay, so I I'm leaning towards I don't think it's which is weird for me because I'm way anti boogie. Well, not anti boogie, but of the two of us, you're you're very pro boogie and I'm sort of on defense. Sure. Uh, I'm going to lean towards Towns. I'm not going to say it's a no-brainer, but a lot of the points you brought up, I mean, if he's going to, if his temperament's getting better, I mean, did we not see him spit? Uh, okay, even though we said it technically fell out, he spit his mouthpiece out at the Blazers bench. That's what happened. The video clearly showed that the, the recent detectical was the incorrect call. Uh, you know, it's just all these things. He's getting into it with these white boys that he's clearly better than Myers Leonard, Mason Plumlee. Like, you shouldn't even be entertaining these guys. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm going Cat just because I think he has a more well-rounded game. I think he's a better passer. And, I mean, the X factor obviously is the five years difference and the temperament. So Cat's only going to grow. It seems like Boogie is digressing. Until he finds a change of scenery, I think the answer is obviously – well, not obviously because I'm, I, I said I'm leaning towards – but but uh, comfortably leaning towards Cat. Um, so that was a quick show. Uh, we, we sort of went 15 minutes instead of 30, so – we're going to join you uh, a little sooner, probably Sunday, and get you our Denver Nuggets uh, kind of take. And then we're going to start watching the Detroit Pistons, Andy. That's, that's who we're going to watch next is the, we're going to get a little Detroit basketball in. So, uh, everybody, have a good night, and we will see you soon.